Hey everybody, welcome back to How to Be Queer. This is Chris, and today we're bringing you our first replay. Sam and I will be taking a quick break for the holidays, and we will be returning with brand new content in January. We wanted to bring you content through the holidays, just in case you needed some company. We thought we would bring you the full-length versions of our two-part conversations that we've had this year. First, Taryn's episode, and then second, Rachel and Maddie's episode. So, this week, we will have the full-length episode of two-part conversation we had with Taryn back in October. Then, in two weeks, we will have the conversation that we had with Maddie and Rachel. Finally, two weeks from that time, we will have brand new content for you. We hope that you enjoy this replay as much as we've enjoyed recording it, and we will see you back here in two weeks. Happy Yule to those who are celebrating today, and happy holidays. Uh, This is the How to Be Queer podcast. Uh, I'm Chris. This is Sam. And this is Taryn. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Awesome. Yay! Taryn's yours. Hey, so excited. <laughs> Taryn We'd is love to see it. one of the David's Tea converts as well. That's right. Surprise uh, to everyone listening, crew. I imagine. Yeah, everybody is going to be shocked, but we have brought on yet another <laughs> David's Tea alumnus. <laughs> Um, Are we a cult? Maybe. Yes, that's, yeah, it's yes, 100%. 100%. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Yes. <laughs> what, are, what are your pronouns? What are your identifiers? Uh, so I identify as cisgender. I use pronouns she, her, but um, to be honest, I'm kind of realizing that I might be okay with they, them as well. Ooh, um, love it. Love I'm it. not really picky. Uh, I'm just, I just like being referred to, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> relatable <laughs> we love that um and my sexuality i'm pansexual and oh, proud about it we love to see it it's super cool that is cool now i have a question can you please yes. de- define pansexual for yourself um to myself it kind of means uh i don't really like this one it's kind of cheesy but there's the hearts not parts Uh, It just kind of means to me that I experience attraction regardless of gender or gender identity. I found myself attracted to um, all sorts of people on the spectrum. And there are just so many beautiful people on this planet that I was like, what what is something that encompasses all of that into one nice, neat little package? And to me, that was pansexuality. I just love that. that. I love that. Yeah, That's beautiful. Thank you. There's just too many beautiful people to me to like narrow it down to one or two so I was like why not all yeah amen it's all for you I love that I love to see it have you um like okay I remember actually it's very funny because I feel like I don't think it was like the third time that I had met you you were like I'm pansexual <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know that you're like very everybody like, needs to know yeah everyone needs to know this about me but like I don't of think that you're like very hidden about it or anything like that but like how have you found like are you a very out person do you like I mean, you do tell people, but like, is it people that you trust? How long does it take you to trust people? Like, um, I would say it's something I'm okay sharing with uh, anybody and everybody. I mean, I've got nothing to hide. I've got no shame about my game. So like, honestly, anyone that will listen, I'm like, hey, guess what? I'm pansexual, just so you know. <laughs> Even if it's not relevant to the conversation, I just feel like you need to know. That's fair. Honestly, I feel like it's pretty much, <laughs> it's pretty much it my goes, life at this point. <laughs> it goes she, her, Taryn pansexual pansexual i'll put like the hearts in the shape of the flag or in the colors of the flag and i'll be like hey just so you know 
Just curious what those colors mean. Just in case you were wondering. I wanted to know. My next cross-stitching project will be the pansexual flag. Oh my god, do it! I should. Maybe I'll do like a flag series and I'll just start doling them out to all my friends of like, oh, what's your flag? Here you go. A little. Oh my god, that's so cute. Cross-stitching moment just for you. That's so cute. Can mine be themed, please? Yes, of course. So instead of just the flag, can you make it like an item that you know I'll enjoy? You want freaking bats? I want a freaking bats. It's Halloween. I freaking love bats. The other day I was like sitting on the floor. I was like, I smell like beef. I smell like beef. I smell like beef. Exactly. And I just think like it takes a special person to like no- nothing makes my heart warmer than when Taryn would come <laughs> over and just watch Vine comp with me <laughs> while uh, Scott and Chris just, I don't know what they did. That they they're wondering off. what the fuck was going on. Yeah. They're like, who are these girls? And I was like, this is my house, them. bitch. This is my house. This is my house. We gonna watch what and I want and I say Vine <laughs> compilations. Oh, they hit so good. They really do. And like, it, there's just something about sitting there watching a compilation and just quoting every single one. I don't know if it's the satisfaction of like knowing that I know something. Yeah. And be like, yes, I remember this. Here's my useful I can't talent. Sit anywhere. I have hemorrhoids. hemorrhoids. So I have a follow up question. Yes. Did Vine turn you gay? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> In fact, yes. It did. yes. Most likely. Okay. Could have also been Underworld with Kate Beckinsale, but. Oh. Okay. Hundred fucking percent. Oh, oh, she is just amazing. I, I really think that's what did it as a kid because I was like, wow. Her in the fucking I really like this person. Oh, I thought everybody liked girls, man. I was like, this is this yeah. is just what everybody does. Like, it I was, felt the same way as girls. It was that and watching Coyote Ugly. Oh, oh my god. Okay. Yeah. You did it. Yeah. For me too. Yeah. <laughs> rock and roll, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like. Put another dime in that jukebox, oh, baby. Let's go. I'm gonna put more than dimes in there. Let's fucking <laughs> yeah, go. I was like, I was like, five dive, five dive at the Coyote Ugly Ten dives. stage. Let's go. Spend all my money on the jukebox, baby. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like, let's do that. Whatever you say, mama. So if I if I didn't make you gay, that's okay. Um, it was Underworld, fantastic. Maybe. How um young did you realize that you were pansexual or when did you come to the ter- uh, like to terms with the fact that you were pansexual um to be honest the revelation I guess we'll call it is uh, a little bit more recent I would say probably like my later college years so let's say like 2015 2016 ish um because like I mentioned earlier I knew when I was very, very young that like I was attracted to women, but I didn't really know what that meant. I, I, I genuinely thought that was just something that everyone did. I thought everyone thought about girls the same way they thought about boys. And then um, once I kind of got into high school, I realized like, oh, not everybody feels this way, but that's okay. So I kind of started to slowly delve into the bisexual, bisexual label. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of got to college and I started, um, I don't know. I grew up in a really small farm town. So my horizons really started expanding and I met a lot more people who maybe fell outside of the gender binary and that I hadn't necessarily been introduced to growing up. And I was like, wow, I'm also really attracted to these kinds of people. But what does that mean? Because to me at the time, and I know that bisexual is a little more complicated than what I'm about to say, but to me at the time, bisexuality, bi meant too. And I was like, I'm definitely attracted to more than just cisgendered men and cisgendered women. 
So I'm like, what, what does that mean for me? What does that mean for my sexuality? And I Googled like a madman and I came across the term pansexual and I was like, what does pan mean? And then I Googled a little bit more and it was like, pan means all. So I was like, okay, well, I think that that kind of fits my puzzle piece here because it encompasses all and I've been attracted to all really. So yeah, it's been a journey. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Not quite as beautiful as you. Oh my, oh my oh, god. Oh, oh my god. Hi. Hi. Oh my god. Girls, stop. We don't live that far away from each other. No <laughs> I'll take a boat. I'll get on that ferry. How does um queerness show up in your everyday life? Oh, this is a good one. I need to think about this a little bit. Because to be honest, my life is quite boring right now. And it's unfortunately not nearly as queer as I would like because I have to spend my day with tradesmen all day. So it's tragically straight. Okay. Um, but I would <laughs> say like it definitely stays consistent with my own life because I'm just constantly looking at beautiful people online. Um, I would say like it stays steady within my life because I would say I have a huge group of like queer friends that I get to be blessed with and get to reach out with and, and keep my life a little less straight. Um, so I would say that's like my main source of queerness these days are my beautiful, beautiful friends. Oh my God. I love that. Um, my question was, are you having a difficult time making friends in Vancouver? I would say so. Yes. Um, I've made a small handful of friends just because I'm currently also in an open relationship. Um, So I do have a partner kind of on the side and uh, he's been ever so kind as to introduce me to his wonderful group of friends and they're all quite lovely. Um, So I do get to hang out with them. But aside from that small group that I've been introduced to, I would say most of my friends out here are just people that have move from Ontario to BC like I've got McKinley out here I've got Sam out here McKinley's girlfriend um and that's about it to be honest but you haven't even fucking seen me yet no I'm just kidding I know (laughs) I know I'll be honest you come be honest um I've had um especially being in Nanaimo since it's Mm -hmm. so fucking small town I've had a, a fucking hell of a time trying to make friends so Colton's been bringing me around to his Mm-hmm. and so is maggie because they're childhood they're teenage friends from high school yeah um and then i've like managed to turn like one hinge match from fucking forever ago that like went absolutely fucking nowhere into oh, a friendship no. um so that's great um but um even then like they fucking live on the mainland so yeah so it's not really an easy like hey just come over yeah and even then like it's I don't live on my own anymore, so <laughs> I, uh, I'm pretty much never here. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But it must uh, be hard moving back in with people after living on your own. It is. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, let me tell you about it. Um, you mentioned you're in an open relationship. Would you like to kind of talk about yes, your Yes, let's with talk that? about that. Um, so it kind of started almost as a way to kind of help my relationship out. Um, so it's kind of a weird one. I would consider myself an openly sexual person. Like I have no problem talking about sex and discussing it, but at the same time, um, my sex drive is not actually that very high. And, um, my, my current partner, while he has been absolutely amazing and doesn't want to pressure me into anything, I could tell that he... He needs a little more physical touch than I do. Um, so we made the decision together to initially open it up just on his end so that he could kind of satisfy that need a little more because uh, we recognized that it, I just wasn't quite able to uh, push myself to meet something like that. And he didn't want me to 
be doing things that I wasn't enthusiastically consenting to. And obviously I don't want to force myself to do things either. Uh, so we tried that out and then it was working very, very well. And uh, I slowly be kind of came interested in pursuing it myself to which my partner was all for. And uh, we've been in an open relationship now, I think just over two years now. Um, and it's been fantastic. Our communication has just gone through the roof because we agreed from the get-go that it was completely open communication about anything and everything. So um, there's kind of a bit of a don't ask, don't tell aspect to it. But at the same time, if someone asks, we always tell. So it's been really, really nice to kind of step up that communication level. And we've become so much closer because we've just broken down so many walls and so many barriers between the two of us. Um, so I would say, well, it's not for everyone. Um, it definitely has strengthened our relationship. I have another really close friend of mine who also has an open relationship too. I mm -hmm. think it works, but I, what I've noticed is that it works so differently between each partnership. Um, everyone kind of, yeah, everyone kind of has their own kind of guidelines, rules that they stay in and things like that. But like all of them, like, like you just said, like communication just opens up so fully. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting. Going into this relationship, do you think that you would have, were you open to this kind of like arrangement or were you kind of not, were you hesitant? Because it, I'm not saying that it sounds like it was, um, you know, I don't know what it sounds like. I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but like it, it almost seems like it was more to, you know, meet his needs rather than to meet yours. But it was also, I mean, in the end, it was also meeting your needs because yeah. like, you needed, you know, whatever you needed at this time, you know, but like, how did you feel going into the relationship? Um, to be quite honest with you, like, I would say that I personally have the capacity to to be in a poly relationship. Um, I know my current partner is not comfortable with that kind of arrangement, which is why we don't have it. Um, but I've known for quite some time that I, I have the ability to to love multiple people at once. Um, so if, you know, my partnership is in line with that, then that's great. Um, obviously my current partnership is not. So we have very specific arrangements as far as the open relationship goes. Um, and I know that I'm capable of separating myself from the physical aspect versus the, um, I guess the intimate aspect. So it's, it's very easy for me to operate within the constraints of our open relationship. But I would say it's, it's definitely something that I've considered in past relationships. This is just the first one where um, we've had a close enough bond for it to be realistic, I guess. Um, my past relationships, while it definitely crossed my mind, I just don't think that they were the right kind of relationship to be doing this kind of thing. I don't know if it was just a lack of trust or a lack of communication in my past relationships, but um, like it's definitely something I would have done. Okay. I think I always got that vibe off of you. I think you had even said that when we had first met. Like, yeah, I think so. Because we, <laughs> because of, yeah, because of some conversations that we had in some situations, like, we had kind of like I don't know we always had really deep conversations like that always and I think that was yeah I think that was something that like you had even talked about back then and that was not something you had done because you were still at David's Tea at that time yep and then it was uh after you left David's Tea you would come in and you had told me that you and spilled the tea yeah you spilled the tea and I was like I haven't seen you forever and you're like girl let me tell oh, you I got so much to tell like, you yes uh, yes it was very liberating um like finally kind of breaking that ice with my partner and um, 
realizing that we were both actually on the same page because it can, I think, be a very intimidating thing for some people to initiate that conversation because unfortunately, um, a lot of people could take it the wrong way. I know a lot of people still kind of view it as cheating. They're like, oh, so you're basically consenting to cheating within your relationship. And I said, no, no, not at all, because there are constraints within our relationship that obviously if one of us were to operate outside of, that would definitely be considered cheating. Um, But we do have a very strict set of rules in which we operate and everybody consents to it. Everybody is happy within those constraints, including um, like our outside partners. Uh, They're fully aware of the situation and what's okay and what's not. And our current partners, well, my current partner, Austin, doesn't have one right now. Uh, But my current partner knows anything and everything. Um, He knows that at any point, if one of us decides that we are no longer interested in having things open, it is an immediate stop if someone's uncomfortable at any point. Um, So I think I'm, I'm really quite blessed right now to have both my main love partner and my main physical partner uh be very much in line with everything i think i got really lucky with these guys oh that's so cute in your open relationship what are things you can and can't do what are the constraints what's off limits what is your definition of an open relationship um i would say ours is pretty straightforward just because like i mentioned in the past we're not at all interested in a polyamorous relationship or any sort of romantic aspect to it Um, we pretty much view it purely as an opportunity to experience other people without really the commitment because uh, we're both still pretty young and, you know, we've been in a committed relationship with each other for quite some time, but we realize that uh, there is a separation for some people between sex and and romance and love. And at least for us, we we definitely experience that. Um, So things that are kind of off the table for us are really like your traditional romantic things. So we don't do dates with our partners. Um, We don't really do like holiday celebrations or gifts or really anything that you would do with a romantic partner. Um, It truly is more just like having a friend that we also just happen to sleep with. Um, I know that my partner prefers to not have like one ongoing person. It's more of a one night stand for my partner. Whereas I prefer to have like one committed longer term partner. I just feel a little more comfortable uh, sexually with someone that I know a little more and I can actually develop something with them that obviously isn't romantic, but it's, it's just nice for me to be able to get to know my partner in a more sexual and personal aspect without the romance. Um, so that's, that's just kind of how we play about things is anything that you consider romantic just doesn't happen. And it's more so just having friends that we happen to sleep with sometimes. So my question again, then is if not again, but um, (laughs) you're saying that you can't go on dates. So then how (laughs) do you meet these prospective partners then? Because if you're saying you need to have like some sort of foundation of like, just like friendship or whatever, how do you (laughs) go about doing that then without it being like in a date setting? Uh, So the first person that I actually saw in our open relationship, I had had previous interactions with Uh, so it was actually really easy for the two of us to just kind of step back into the swing of things Uh, we didn't really go on a date per se but we did meet up for coffee just because it had been a few years since we had last seen each other and we just kind of wanted to uh, test the waters out but uh, aside from that we did a quick coffee date just to catch up and from there on it was just kind of normal friend hangouts with Mm -hmm. a little bit of spice Um, (laughs) the person that I'm currently seeing um I actually found him on tinder and we talked for quite some time I would say we actually just talked 
over the phone and like texting and stuff for maybe a month or two. And then we decided we were going to hang out. And I kind of already knew at that point, we both knew that we were interested in sleeping with each other at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, So we met up in a public spot because we hadn't met each other before that. Uh, We just kind of walked around like downtown Vancouver. I think we stopped in for like a quick drink somewhere, but then we just kind of headed back to his place and watched anime and hung out and played video games and a little bit of spy. Yeah, I I would say like a a quick coffee date or something casual is completely fine. But like once once things have been initiated, there's there's just not really any reason for us to be doing those kinds of things. Yeah, whereas like the other partnership I know that they like are dating. Mm-hmm. other people like that's definitely what my parents do my parents actually have so my parents are married and then my mother has a girlfriend and a boyfriend who are also dating each other and then my stepdad has a girlfriend so like it's 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 a very normal thing for me yeah my um my parents were poly nice <laughs> at a nice. point I think that's why I never knew that it was weird to like a woman because yeah. my parents had a girlfriend together. I uh, love that. Yeah, it was an interesting time. I didn't really think anything of it. I look back now and I'm like, oh, that wasn't necessarily the That's norm. not standard. Yeah. Um, so it's always like kind of like wondered. I don't think mm-hmm. I have the capability to be poly by any means. But, you know, never say never. Things happen. Yeah, sometimes People it just change. takes a unique relationship exactly the way you phrase that I actually really liked how you said that where you're like you know in past partnerships there may have just not been enough communication or trust or just wasn't the right relationship to be in whereas now I am in one that that can can work in a, in a healthy and organic way and I think that's actually yeah, exactly. a really important thing to say because you know what it will work with some people where it just won't with others and that's okay exactly um <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> um I remember there was one time that um I was there was this one person that was like I was really into and I think that he was maybe into me but didn't want to admit it and all that kind of thing like that garbage but anyway regardless but yeah there was one time that we were just hanging out and I think that he was like trying to like test the waters and figure out like how he could kind of be with me if that makes sense because like I don't think he wanted to be exclusive with me and that's Mm. fine but at the time I used to like I remember him being like um would you consider polyamory or like and I was like I just don't think I could do it. Like all the power to the people that can do it, but I just don't think I can do it. And obviously like at this point, I know that I've changed my mind and I know that things like have progressed and I would be fine. You know what I mean? Being in that type of relationship. But I think that at the base root of it, I was just assuming things about a poly relationship that I don't know that I should assume. So for example, like jealousy is inherent to any relationship anyway. Um, Oh, absolutely. So you know what I mean? Like I'm going to be jealous regardless. Like, you know, it's something that's, you have to manage regardless of what relationship you're in and you can be um, jealous, but it can be healthy. And, you know, so anyway, maybe this is a long way of saying, how do you feel about jealousy and how do you like deal with it? Uh, I think it's pretty naive to say that jealousy never happens in these kinds of relationships because it absolutely does. Um, But at the end of the day, I think it's a great opportunity to discuss why you're feeling jealous and to get down to the root of that problem. Because like you said, there is an amount of healthy jealousy, but Um, I feel like a lot of jealousy stems from insecurities and I think it provides a really great opportunity to address those insecurities and really get down to the root of things and say, 
you know, I hear you and I understand that you're feeling this way, but why do you feel this way? Because there's often an external cause and it's not always what they say is causing it. Um, so I think that really relates back to the communications that I've said have opened up because it, it really lets you get down to the nitty gritty and address why you're feeling that way. Because obviously in a relationship like this, you can't just let something like that fester. It needs to be addressed right away and it needs to be addressed in, in com like incomplete. So I think it's a really great opportunity to kind of get down to why you're feeling that way. And then talking through those insecurities can really help you address them. That's so interesting. I think that um, especially like looking back on that situation with the person I was talking about, I think that like I was already insecure that like he even liked me in the first place. And I don't, I still don't know whether or not he did, but I like at the time was kind of like, well, no, I wouldn't want to share you with other people because like you would probably find someone that you like more than me because I just don't think you like that me that much. And like at the root of it, that's just essentially all it is. I didn't have enough faith in myself to be enough. And if I wasn't enough, then I wouldn't, I didn't have enough faith in myself to be like, okay, well, no, I'm not enough in these certain ways, but I can share you in those ways because I love you and I want you to be happy. So yeah, that's interesting. That's such an interesting, wow. I also just want to touch on the fact that we're all acknowledging that jealousy is not always, um, like there's a healthy level of jealousy. I think like yes, what absolutely. I see a, a lot of, especially like, let's talk about Snapchat stories. They show those stories of those like bizarre couples um, yeah. And sometimes they do have these poly couples or these couples in open relationships. And they're like, no, like there was jealousy in the beginning and there isn't anymore. And it's like, no, but like bullshit. Absolutely. And also stop making it sound like it's like this terrible, toxic. Like if it's basically the core of your personality, yes, maybe, maybe you should reevaluate. <laughs> then you've got a problem. Yeah. But it is a normal experience like feeling to experience and just getting to the root cause, like you said, is really fucking important. And that goes for any fucking relationship. I think like the, just a side note, it's just like, I just feel like there's a lot of people throwing around emotions that are just like super negative now. And they're like, you shouldn't feel that ever. And it's like, are you a fucking human? Yes. Then, okay. So yes, you're, you're entitled to, to feel that way. You're going to feel these gross emotions and you need to, you need huh. to feel these bad emotions because that's a part of life. And if you're, exactly. you're never feeling anything bad, bad then you're not fucking doing it right no exactly you know what i mean no exactly emotions are anyway, there to I guide just like you the acknowledgement and... of the jealousy thing because yeah. i think it's what you do with them is what kind of defines right so yeah. i think it's yeah. nice that you can acknowledge that the, those feelings come into play sometimes and that you need to nip them in the butt discuss them and kind of figure out where to go through from there but like so much of that weighs on communication so if you already don't have good communication to begin with like you then are it's really not fucked. something for you <laughs> no no and I think that's like what a lot of like what I've realized in like so far like dating and stuff like that like communication it's not my strong suit I am I like to be my I'm like why don't you fucking know what's wrong yeah it's <laughs> definitely a skill that needs to be honed mm -hmm. and I'm getting better at like just being like because in every other aspect of my life, I'm always very forthcoming about how I'm feeling uh, for the most part, unless I think it like, unless I'm like, I don't really want to tackle this right now. I don't care, but I'm forthcoming about my emotions. I like, no, I'm going to ask you a fucking question. If something's up, I'm going to tell you that I don't like that. Navigating <laughs> oh, yeah, that. You will. Yeah. Taryn knows. <laughs> But We've gone at it before. Yeah, we, we know. Um, but my problem is like navigating that in an actual relationship setting where you're just you want nothing but to make that person like you and like yeah. 
want to like you and it's like oh but like I'm scared (laughs) because if I'm gonna you just gotta remember that like you're not always gonna like each other and that's okay I know but it's like a scary thing to like do because like your girl wasted away seven years of her life it's not a waste um, you're right it wasn't I don't actually mean that like I know you don't some really beautiful things came out of that of course um of course. yeah but um did it really hone in on my healthy relationship no like I I, I learned what not to do there you go <laughs> and that's okay yeah so she learned and that's what matters just weird being on the other end of it and just being like yeah. oh my god there's so much that needs to be worked on but hey, at least you recognize it. That I would say is debatably the most important part because how are you going to work on your things if you can't even recognize that things need to be worked on? Well, exactly. That's, that's the whole thing in life is that like you really, um, you like live and then learn and then try to learn from it and move forward and do that like differently or the better, like, you know what I mean? Like you're always trying to constantly improve. And so like, if you don't look back, you can't really move forward. Yeah, I think like yeah. the biggest thing that I've been doing is just like, trying to like not need to control the whole thing yeah which I've been doing pretty good at and also unless someone tells me something is wrong nothing is wrong no it's not on you unless someone has actively communicated that there is an issue it is not on you to assume that there is a problem yeah so I'm like okay I'm just gonna live in blissful ignorance that something's not wrong because the minute that you if you can tell me what's wrong and not expect me to fucking go out of my way and fish it out of you because I exhausted way too much time and energy trying to fucking solve problems for people that just were that's not a me problem, it's a you problem. Nope. Amen. Amen. So that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of it. It's beautimous. It really is. So, and like, have you have you tested the have you had any open relationships with women yet? Just out of curiosity. This doesn't have to be on record. I'm just no, curious. actually, um, I have yet. So, like, there are women I've obviously found myself attracted to, but let's be honest here, women are fucking terrifying. They are um, confusing. Like, um, it's hard. I feel like, like, I don't want to generalize women loving women or or lesbians or bisexual people, but I feel like women that love women just get into things a lot faster. And my main concern is, like, obviously my current partner very much understands the circumstances and is fine operating within those circumstances, but is a woman necessarily going to respect that as well? Like it just, I feel like it takes a special person in general to, hmm. to understand the constraints that we're working within. And I just, I don't want to have to deal with someone falling for me and, and getting upset that the feelings aren't reciprocated because I know I'm not going to reciprocate those feelings. And then I have to deal with the whole blowout of someone falling for me because we've slept together. And then dealing with that craziness. Cause I just, I don't have the energy for that right now. Um, but like, if I were to meet someone that like knew the situation and understood the situation very well, I would be completely open to it. I just have yet to meet someone. Yes. I think it'll happen if it's meant to, because I'm very big on things happening if they're meant to, but it just hasn't happened yet. And that's the thing too, is that like you, um, I'm not saying like you were afraid to generalize. And I think that like still generalizations can be made but then also just remember that like it's it doesn't apply to everybody right exactly yeah you could run into someone that eventually does have the boxes that you're looking to have checked yeah I think it's just hard because like I find that a lot of uh women who are in like 
who want to be in like women loving women relationships whatever um they already have their guard up because of the whole unicorn thing being yeah. kind of like a token so it is ag- just that extra bit difficult more it's difficult. It's a very niche pool for me to select from. Because it's just because they do not want to be in those situations. Like I told you, like how many t- times have people like assumed, oh, okay, like because you flow all the ways you do, like you're gonna be this person for us. You're okay with like, being in every single position available. Yeah. No. And it's like, no. So I feel like there's this guard up because that's what it's kind of just been seen as like a lesbian is yeah. a fetish. And so yep. it makes it 10 times harder to navigate somebody to work in a situation like this and have it work out when there's this guard up because of that. It's such an interesting yeah, exactly. point. It's true. Yeah. That's what I've noticed like a lot of the time. And that's why, again, like I always know that the question's going to come up about my sexual history. And it's like, I Not can understand <laughs> if it needs to come up, maybe. But the thing is, men are easy to navigate mm-hmm. because that has just been yes. the easiest thing to like that is what I know the most right yep. and so I just so that is obviously the, the the fucking slice of cake I've chosen the most I fucking know that I like that piece of cake I know how to exactly so you're gonna keep going back best. to what you know you like exactly it's just like much easier to navigate exactly especially when you have like I have so little energy these days anyway so like I just don't have it in me to fight with someone and and figure out how to operate with a new person because like the guy that I'm seeing right now is it's a very black and white type person so like if he says something I know that's exactly what he means yeah it's it's extremely refreshing because I don't have to worry like oh is he saying one thing and meaning the other or does he have an ulterior motive no he doesn't and it's really fucking nice because he'll say one thing and I'm like that's exactly what you mean I don't have to play these guessing games or anything and that's what's like really just annoying about dating in general. And that's why I've just stopped being like, I have to stop overanalyzing and like reading between the lines because if, if they're not going to fucking say anything, that's on them. That's not on me to like fish it out oh. of them. Or if I'm feeling super, super insecure, I am just going to fucking outright ask. Yeah, I'm not a detective. Doing that. Yeah. I started being like, hey, I'm feeling kind of weird about this. Like, where are you at? Yeah. Like I did that a couple of times and I'm like, do I feel a little bit like annoying? Yeah, but at the same time, like I just needed this bit of clarification and I'm good now. But there's I'd like rather a be line. annoying and clarified than like annoying and and still not have a single fucking clue as to what's going on. No, exactly. Like it's fucking exhausting. <laughs> so oh, Maurice. So Makes me want a hot dog real bad. God, oh, you look like the fourth of July. <laughs> they flew the salmon in. Does she know that she's a queer icon? I feel I like think she yes. does at this point. Do you got any questions? I just have uh, one more. Yeah, yes. okay, lay it on us. Okay. Um, I want to know, because you've been kind of alluding to it a little bit, um, for a lot of the conversation. Um, anyway, um, how have you explored your own identity with regard to, like, the asexual umbrella? Like, how do you feel about, like, uh, like you're pretty well-versed in, like, romance and, like, sexual mm. attraction and, like, the difference between them and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm wondering, like, because it sounds, like, to me, and I'm not, I'm not saying that, like, I'm not trying to label you or anything like that, but based on what you're describing, I would, if someone were to be like, I don't know what I'm doing, like, what's going on? I'd be like, you might be demisexual. And I'm not saying that you necessarily are, um, but I'm wondering if that like have you explored that kind of side of yourself I've definitely tried to kind of figure that out because like I don't know I've historically always had this very low sex drive and it's not that 
I don't experience sexual attraction to people because I certainly do, but just the actual following through on those attractions, um, a lot of the time just doesn't have appeal to me. Like I can sit there and be like, that's a beautiful person. Um, they make me feel some type of way, but then when it comes to actually having sex, I'm like, nah, like I could, but I'm also like, just, I can't be bothered a lot of the time. Cause like, I just have other things I would rather be doing. So like, I don't really know where I fall within that, but like, I would totally not be surprised if I fall somewhere within the A spectrum. Well, that's beautiful. Thank you for answering that question. No problem. Um, I really appreciate it because, um, I just I find it so fascinating because I think at the root of it, like there's a lot of different ways to express that. I don't even think demisexual really like describes you either because like, you know, but you, you know, what's really cool about it is that you know exactly what, you know exactly what you are anyway. Like you don't yeah. need the label. Like you don't, regardless, you don't, if you don't have a label under that identity, oh well, like you I'm still know me. who you are. Like you are just you and you know exactly what that is. So like, I think that's really cool and self, self-awareness self is really awesome and you're really awesome, et cetera, et cetera. No, you're really awesome. No, you're really awesome. Um, We're just going to sit here and soak up each other's awesomeness. That's right. <laughs> okay, so in that regard too, how did you come upon questioning like your pronouns then? Uh, my, oh, pronoun- yeah. my pronouns, I just, I don't know, like obviously she, her. Sorry, but no, it's okay. Uh, so the she, her was always just kind of a given because I, I've never questioned whether or not I was cisgender. Um, but as far as they, them goes, um, I don't know if part of it is almost a desire for it to be more normalized for everyone, because I feel like a lot of people are still struggling to conceptualize a neutral pronoun for people, but I feel like it can be used for anyone and everyone. So I feel like more people should be comfortable with using it. So I would rather it be used for me if it means it's normalized for for more marginalized people that would, you know, necessarily more rely on that pronoun being used for them. Um, if it means it's more normalized for them, then I'd, I'd rather use my privilege to to help them. If that makes sense. I don't know if that makes yeah. sense. I started um, I was really interesting. Like, I think like last year I started just like referring to everybody as they them. Yep. So even if I'm talking to people or if I'm talking about somebody that somebody else doesn't know and they don't need to know their name, I will just use they, them. Yeah. And the thing is, is because it's like, A, if I've just met them and they haven't told me their pronouns, those are the ones I'm going to use because it's neutral ground. Yeah. B, um, also, like, uh, if they maybe I don't know what they are or they haven't told me or they don't know or A, I just don't think it's fucking important for you to know, like, what, like, in like in a general like conversation where I'm like, oh yeah, I was with my buddy. They, as you would in any fucking sentence anyway. Yeah. I just started doing that. And I remember for a while, like Chris, you were like, oh, are they, are they? And I was like, no, no I just, I've just started fucking doing it. Cause I just, it, I was like, if I don't start doing it this way, if I don't start going out of my, not going out of my way, but like putting it more into Making my vocabulary and getting more comfortable with it. Again, comfortable is not the right word, but just getting more acquainted with using it in my day to day, then I'm going to have a really fucking hard time because I'm going to slip up and I don't want to be that person. So I've just started mm-hmm. using it as much as possible in any sort of scenario. Like even at work, I told everyone, I was like, okay, if some two old ladies come in, yeah, okay, you want to say, hey, ladies, that's fine, whatever. This is Nanaimo. But like if anybody comes in, we are not using gendered vocabulary in the store. You're going to say, hey, pals, hey there, how are y'all? 
I say y'all all the time. I look like a fucking idiot saying y'all, but I am also don't feel comfortable when people come to the store and I go, hi, friends. Sorry. No, not you're my not my fucking friend. aesthetic. We're not, we're not. Doing <laughs> you wish that. you were my friend. <laughs> There's people that do that as like a, as they're like their neutral term. Okay. It's it fine with Chris. Chris is allowed to do it. <laughs> you know I just mean? can't do it in a work setting because nobody is my friend when they come into the store. But it's just because I'm a teacher. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. Like you have the fit for that. Yeah. If I fucking, if you walked into my work and I went, <laughs> hey friends, you would look at me and be like, this girl has a gun to her Excuse head. Excuse me? Yeah. For sure. Is she like, okay? Blink twice. She's, <laughs> she's about to get fucking fired and she's like trying her damnedest not to lose this job. Like who is in the fucking back room like filing her fucking termination paperwork right now? Who's watching you? Who's listening to your headset you right now? You know what I mean? They're like, oh fuck. Like I say, hey friends and people are like, we're not fucking friends. And I'm like, I know we're not. So I, say, I don't even do hey pals. Like I go, hey there. Hey y'all. What's up? What's How good? Y'all doing today? And then one person did like straight up laugh at me a couple weeks ago. He was like, <laughs> and I was like, it's <laughs> <laughs> like, I will kindly go fuck myself now. Thank you so Thank much you for, for your time. I see, you know oh, what's interesting? Another- I've been saying I've been saying y'all since about 2014 just because I thought like I was like I need to get guys out of my vocabulary and that's the way mm. that I did it and um when I went to Saskatchewan the, like when I got there they were kind of fine with y'all but they also kind of were like why are you saying y'all it's weird and was, why not but like one of the kids was like well it's because he's not gonna say guys and I was like that's so interesting these kids know exactly what's going on all the time the new generation so cool. that's coming up is just amazing inherently terrifying and also fantastic but i mostly can't wait to see what they do oh absolutely but i am just so excited to be old and and see what this upcoming generation of young ones does with the world or whatever the fuck is left of it like yeah rt i'm very excited to see what they do because they God, just on us too, have no hesitation <laughs> the thing is if i really think about it, i'm like yeah they're gonna do great things let me sick but like in a day-to-day setting because I work at the mall I'm kind of like fuck these kids yeah pretty much <laughs> I'm gonna be real I'm like fuck this generation honestly I went into zoomies today with Colton and I was like this is so much anime mm. on all this stuff and it's so cool now to be emo and it's so cool now to like anime meanwhile I was getting told to fucking we got our off myself roasted. yeah I was getting told to off myself at 14 they were like oh you <laughs> you're an emo fucking kill yourself like, yeah boy go slit your wrists and i'm like yeah yeah they're like why do you wear so many bracelets is it because you're emo <laughs> wouldn't you like to know carol <laughs> you know and i know like i can't put my <laughs> shit on these kids but a part of me is just like you don't even fucking know the half of it you don't nope. even know the fucking half of it well i mean that's There's so kind much of sailor moon shit now though that's good though like i know that's a good thing like i'm not no, saying it's not i'm not saying thing. it's not a good thing no I, what i was gonna say is that like i think that it's funny because that's kind of a just general queer experience is that like you see life get better for people under you <laughs> you're yeah. like oh <laughs> yeah it kind I of wish I had that had in high that. school <laughs> but like colton said it kind of too he's like it's kind of good that we had it when we had it because it it wasn't like you know, we got to appreciate it for what it was. It didn't become yeah. like some fucking reboots of reboots. It's, it's not, not commodified or it wasn't not as commodified like, for us. Yeah. And then like, okay, yeah, we had to deal with a lot more gatekeepy motherfuckers. But and like and that's probably still a huge issue now because of people like like uh, me. Who's like, <laughs> Fuck y'all. You didn't have to Are you admitting to gatekeeping? 
<laughs> you know what? There are some things that are okay with being gatekeeped. And I yes, fucking stand absolutely. by that point. And if anyone wants to fucking meet me in the parking lot and have a discussion, let's fucking go. But there are certain things in this world that deserve to be gatekeeped. And I will fucking leave it at that. Um, all right. Well, it has been a real slice. I will tell you that for free. Thank you so much for being on. Oh, my God. Darren. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dildo Baggins, for being here. Tonight. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Dildo Baggins. <laughs> Anytime, beautifuls. It was so fun hanging out with you. Oh, my God. We got to do this wonderful. again just to catch up. Yes, Amen. please. Let's let's do this like on a regular basis. Just yeah. And spill the tea. Tell yes. me when the fuck I'm getting on the ferry and coming to see you.